Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Ooh, 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 ooh. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Oh, you would think it was Nikki. Hi, oh. I'm Nikki Glazer. Thank you so much for <laughs> listening to the podcast. We have so many things to go over. Why I love meat and what it does for my body. Oh. <laughs> You know what I love about me? I'll tell you what it is. Here's my top three things. How dare you? (laughs) I'm on an ancestral diet. Ancestral? Ancestral (laughs) diet? Yeah. I just do 10 different things and I get the perfect lean body that everyone should do and kill a cow and live your life. Prosper. Shoot shoot it with an AK-47. Do whatever you want. I love it. Don't do therapy. It's for losers. That's what I believe. That's who I am. Nikki's changed so much. Thank you so much. It's... (laughs) <laughs> Here's a book by Dave Truck. It's about how I to start would smoking. Have more respect for you if you killed the cows you ate. <laughs> Wait, who, who's eating a cow and not killing it? Everybody. No one's doing that. No one. No, she means if you actually butchered the oh. cow. Not with these little hands. What am I going to choke it to death? <laughs> Can you imagine strangling, a, getting on top of a cow, no. and just 
No, no, no. You would just rather it just be killed in a compound, Noah. How are you doing, Noah? Noah's in Arizona. Chris Convey's here in St. Louis, and Nikki's here in St. Louis. Now, Chris you d- told me about her animal death last night. Oh, yeah. Oh, is what it happened? the dog slash coyote? Wait, what? Slash wolf? Wait, is this a news story, or is this something yeah, that you some remember? Yeah, some idiot woman... This is- <laughs> Some idiot woman. No, do you do you follow Instagram like murder hunting? Like, yeah, <laughs> things dying. No, I can't follow that stuff. It's too negative. You know, but the, the it's, coyote, it's a story that's been all over the news. The coyote. What? What were you saying? There's a coyote like problem in Los Angeles, and the coyotes will like oh. go into houses and kill. Like if there's like a doggy door or something, some of the <gasps> some of the coyotes will get in the house and do some damage. It's it's bad. It's really ugly. But yeah, Nikki and I were they watching. like start a podcast in there. <laughs> the coyotes. That does sound. That does sound damaging. <laughs> it's not Nikki and I watched started rewatching Fleabag last night. Ah, and yeah, it's awesome. It's I mean, it is it is really awesome. I can see you as a hot priest. I can <laughs> see honestly. Well, you Halloween's know what that, that coming. Hot, yeah, <laughs> hot, we could be them. <laughs> what would Nikki be? Them? We actually haven't dis- talked what? about Halloween in any way, shape, or form. But Nikki's going to be gone for most of it. I have never been more turned on than that priest storyline. You've never yet. Yeah, we were talking about that priest storyline. Like, I didn't realize it takes a long time to get to the priest, and that's when the show really becomes the best, like one of the best television yeah. comedies of all time. Well, it you, takes a little bit to get there, and you don't really remember that. But we've we've been sort of like, when does priest show up? Well, you need him to balance her because she's such an unlikable character. You need God. You need Jesus Christ for someone to like a woman with an Doesn't opinion. Doesn't he come in the second <laughs> season, though? Yes, he, he shows up he in the, the second season, <laughs> but you don't realize that, like, how important and crucial he is for it, you know, for, for Fleabag to be one of the best shows of all time. So on the radio show that I do, we talked about Rolling Stone just came out with a, the list of the top 100 TV shows of all time, and we had to guess which ones we thought were maybe in the top 10. And I didn't even... I, all I, time? I, I, can I try? All time. Yeah, you can try. And I'll, I'll remember most of them. Cheers? Cheers is in there. I think it was number eight. Seinfeld? Seinfeld Welcome was in Nikki there. Welcome home, Nikki Glazer. Welcome home, Nikki Glazer. was <laughs> Just the first was season. Num- was number 11. Yeah. Uh, uh, MASH? MASH was, I think, like 14 Golden or Girls? Something. They had to throw a woman in? Golden Girls mm-hmm. wasn't in there. Well, I think it was in the top what? 100. It just wasn't in the top 10. Um shit. Um I guess yeah, that's kind of where I clank out. You can get, think HBO. Get into the HBO oh, range. The HBO range. Um not Boardwalk Empire. No, although god, that's no. for me that I I love Really? That. Oh my god. Okay, so Sopranos I think was number one. The wire was up there. Uh Breaking Bad nice. was up there. Um I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. I think can the, the I, office I was Sopranos, in there some way. I'm gonna get yeah, overrated but, but, to me for yes, me okay. for me well, that's, that's actually next time i'm on i'm gonna do overrated <laughs> underrated okay and that's one of them because but it's it's only overrated because when you go back you've seen you know the the incestory of the of the shows that came after it <laughs> incestual yeah yeah and Ham drip <laughs> and you that's see, what soprano would eat like that's Sopr- why soprano dead. started yeah. something that all other shows have sort of you know, copied in a way and they've improved upon it. So when you go back and watch Sopranos, people will be like, oh, it's not as good as everybody says. But at the time, it was groundbreaking and it was amazing. Oh, Mary Tyler Moore was number 10. Number you know nine, what it is? Atlanta. Oh, yeah. I like Atlanta. Yeah. Although it fell off a little this season. I don't want to talk too much shit on it. But okay. it just, well, Glover's just not in it anymore. He's just like, 
uh, how can I do the less work, least work possible oh, yeah. and give other people shine, which is nice. He's probably doing something else that's brilliant. He really is incredible. But this past episode or past season, it was one of those things where it was like he'd pop in every fourth episode. And he's like, I'm in it for you. Like, I came here I for you. I cannot believe like, how much TV the people in my life watch. <laughs> TV's awesome. Uh, what are you, reading books in your in your, uh, stu- in your study <laughs> reading, over there? Reading a quarter of books. <laughs> Cheers is number eight. Okay. Let's see, what else do we got here? Mad Men number seven. Yeah, that was one we, we missed. Seinfeld is six. Fleabag is number five. Wait, what? I, the second season of Fleabag really is one of the greatest things that that I've ever seen in television and I can't wait to get so we're on probably episode four or five of season one are you are you doing quality over quantity though because there's only two seasons do you think it doesn't matter it's about moments and about Mm. it's about the way it makes you feel afterwards because now because it's like that that you know like you get you get punched right by these shows and then like how does it does it stick around for a while like do you want to see it again I mean you guys went back in my favorite show with get, Veep and 30 Rock and Seinfeld and Mad Men. And those are all nice. you could watch again if they come back on. That's, the, that's I think, the, the main ingredient for a great show is if, if I'm in a room and, I, and I'm flipping through, and a movie, like, like a movie like, uh, what's a movie? Shawshank that? is one of those. It's like always on TBS and you get on no it. No matter like, where yep, you get in, do it. you're like, okay, I'm yeah. sitting down. Oh, your mom's funeral? I don't care. I got to watch and see if Dufresne is getting out. Yeah. You know, he's going to use the little rock thing. He's going to get out of there. I'm going to start everything I say with okay, I'm about to say something. I'm going to start everything with okay, I'm about to say something. Oh, oh yeah, because so it doesn't cut it's off. hard for Nikki to interject. Oh, yeah. By the way, Nikki got vocal cord surgery. If you're, yeah. if you never listened to this podcast or if you just listened to yesterday and you thought Nikki is doing a new character to get ready for a new show she's doing called <laughs> Nikki Glazer, I Fucked a Robot and We Had a Kid and this is what it sounds like. Uh, season four uh, Nikki got vocal cord surgery she hasn't been able to speak for three weeks uh, we're all betting on that it keeps going uh, for as many years as possible <laughs> betting or hoping I don't know I bet the over <laughs> I'll take the under <laughs> Andrew's I think we're at the gonna get OTV. her back <laughs> I think we're gonna get her back soon yeah oh my god we should do that with our with our listeners out there when can Nikki talk again and if you <laughs> win use Venmo me $48 <laughs> no what's your favorite tv show like a, a one about sex pistols or something something the Simpsons. hardcore okay That's i am about I can... to say something okay. <laughs> i always in. take the under with chairs <laughs> always take the under with chris <laughs> short joke and it would have worked great it would have worked great <laughs> How tall were you oh, at like <laughs> How tall were you at like 14? Were you this tall? Oh. Yeah, so I've been this tall the whole time basically. Do you think it's worse to grow early and stay or grow later? Grow and then get to not the best mm, height ever. I think at the end of the day it's probably it's probably better to get tall. Early? Wait, so what's what's the okay, question? So okay, my question is I was always the shortest in my grade. I am about to say okay. something. It was mm. not a short joke. It was a joke about me always being under him in bed. (laughs) (laughs) No, loved it. God, I do love my British boyfriend. Uh, Okay, my my tall my tall question, Chris, is that okay? Back to Chris being short. I was. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) If you're, I I was very short growing up, round 
four eleven until I was like fourteen, like insanely small. Then I grew to eventually five nine. It felt great to get to that that growth spurt to get yeah. to five nine. Yeah. Now if I started around five eight, five nine in seventh grade and never you would have thought that you would have had another peak. Yeah, yeah I would have thought at least <laughs> But four, for that year you were the fucking here. man. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it was no, it was great. I was, you know, it was amongst the taller. Like I wasn't the tallest, but I was just like I was up there. And then, yeah, my two like best friends were, you know, like six inches, like eight inches shorter than me, and they're both at least four inches taller than me right now. At least, ah, uh, yeah, at least. Uh, yeah, there what was. About, a- what about for a girl, Glaze? Like I am about to say something. When did you realize it was never gonna happen for you, Chris? <laughs> Probably right now <laughs> when you just said that. Oh, you, you think you're still growing? Yeah. <laughs> God, I would do anything. <laughs> so would Glaze. Uh, <laughs> would you wear heels? Not heels, but like those like. Healy thinks no. <laughs> no. No, I don't. Would you judge a man? No. Would you judge a man if he was wearing shoes that uh, a had. Little. You, you get home at night, he goes. Hey, no shoes in the house. And he kicks them off and he goes to about 5'3". And, and when you met him, he was 5'10". Would you be like, I don't want to sleep with you? Or were you like, hey, I just kind of secure would probably, in a way. It would probably... Oh, so I don't... The height thing, I'm not affected by it. But if there's some kind of like manipulation of it in that way, I would probably be a little... Well, not a little, but so a lot. You take I am off. about to talk. Okay, go ahead. You guys have to Google Simon Cowell shoes. Oh my he wears God. heels and always has bootcutter flared jeans. It is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but they get the, the flared jeans is definitely disgusting. Glaze, what about you? Because you you're you're a tall drink of water. Okay, but you, but you but a girl takes her her fake eyelids off. She takes her makeup off. She takes her heels off. You take your bra off. You take your spanks off. You get ready to fuck, and the guy all he does is take off one pair of heely shoes, and he's a piece of shit. Noah, what do you think? I think, you said I think you were what gonna... Mickey's going to say is that we don't take that off in front of the guy. We take it off in secret after he's fallen asleep, after he comes. Oh, so do you think he should leave his shoes on while he's fucking you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Well, saying. then you can't win. I am about to talk. <laughs> I wish guys wore heels. I just hate Simon's <laughs> jeans. <laughs> so it's more than... So yeah. wear the heels. You got to wear shorts with them. Don't try to like fake it. Tom Cruise, I think, also wears bigger shoes yeah i am about to talk um nikki what is your like you know being in high school oh shoot is are we over oh my god so simon cow oh these are he's wearing these are simon straight Cowell's. up those are antlers those are not antlers deer feet whatever those are called hooves god, that is not a good look but man when you have an ego like his you just you do whatever you want and you say yep this is fine this is this is good. This works. Yeah, there is. Some- I am about to talk. It's not like I wish they wore heels, but that does not bother me. Right, but height doesn't bother you. You know, like yeah. you're you're not worried about how tall a guy is. Doesn't it doesn't affect you? Yes, I, I am height blind. <laughs> so, something but I think what know. Andrew's asking is if one day Chris came home wearing platform <laughs> shoes, didn't tell you he was going to get them, just shows up in the apartment with platforms. What would be your reaction? I think is what uh, Andrew's trying She'd to get figure down out. on a knee and propose. And take them off. I would not care at all, and I probably would not notice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I don't know, there's a level of confidence that Simon Cow has, what, wherever it comes from, there's something about him rocking heels 
with with long jeans to cover it up where he's yes. like scared yes. to, for people to know while also having the most confidence or at least it comes off that way in the world mm-hmm. of being like I'm perfect. Yeah. I know a guy who who has these shoes like Adidas makes <laughs> shoes that are that are like heels on the inside so they look like just like yeah. you're wearing cool Adidas <laughs> basketball shoes but his heel is at least 3 inches higher than it is. But you know there there are like studies and stuff out there. I didn't look these up on my own. There's just things that <laughs> that I've just seen over the years. <laughs> what are you looking where you know it's the same thing with like 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 beautiful people. Yeah. You know, get paid more, and tall. It's the same thing with tall people. Like tall people get more respect, and they get more promotions, and they end up getting paid more as well. It's like the same sort of. Yeah, every president's like six feet or taller, mm-hmm. pretty much. So, I don't. Do you do you think you get tricked by things like that? I guess I do. I feel like I I would like to be smarter to be like. But I've been around like when we're around like those fuck boys on Fuckboy Island and they're all fucking jacked and they're tall. I'm like, I want to, I want you to like me because you have an Adonis body and I, I, I kind of want to, maybe I want to fuck you, you know? Like, no, but like in my mind, like I like put them on this pedestal where it's like they don't deserve it, but I, I think I can get tricked by that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, but why is that? Why do we like bigger because of just because of evolution? Because I am about to talk. You guys have no clue when we wear makeup or do things that are artificial to make us hot. You guys are clueless. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I don't. I'm I'm blind to a lot of plastic surgery. Mm. You know, Nikki will be like, "Oh yeah, that person's done this, this, and this," and I'm like, "What?" Or like the hair extension things we talked about the other day. Like, I, I didn't know that every single person. Every single woman on television basically wears hair extensions. I had no idea. But yeah, I don't pay attention to that stuff. But what I would love is a guy who is like 5'9", who got like fucking those heel things and he made him like 6'8", and he played college ball. But he got so good. He was like wearing stilts, but he got so good that he could play college basketball. And then like, but on, on the roster, it's like he's 5'9", but he wears nine-inch heels. Oh, Nikki just wrote a note to me. We compared me not being able to see, um, you know, plastic surgery in people and women in particular, like Botox and all that stuff and lip injections and Mm -hmm. all the plastic surgery to Nikki not being, we watched a league of their own, the new TV show. Uh, it's all CGI, like the baseball, all the pitching, like the hitting, it's all the CGI baseball. And you were like, this is crazy that they were like, oh, yeah, this is, this will pass as, as like baseball motions. Yeah, yeah. And Nikki didn't notice at all, but it's all <laughs> CGI baseball and it looks ridiculous. Oh. Well, it's like when uh, Kenny Powers and he's bounding down when he pitches, he has the worst form. And for someone that knows sports, yes. it really bothers me. Yes. That's why The Natural is so great, because Robert Redford... He got game. And what's-his-name has great... Kevin Costner, yeah. great baseball player. So they could play those roles, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, I could... But then once I see a shitty throw, yes. I'm, out. I'm out of it. Yeah. Same with, with every football movie you ever see. If there's a guy that's playing the quarterback, <laughs> Noah, do you ever do you ever see these movies and be like, oh, yeah, that guy can't... That guy doesn't know jujitsu. <laughs> Yeah, with like the self-defense stuff, absolutely it sticks out. Like, that's not how it works. My favorite thing is to ask if Chris thinks someone is actually good at sports or not when people are playing on TV. And my favorite thing to say is if that's her actual nose or not. (laughs) Actual nose? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like, there was a a person on A League of Their Own who was getting up to bat and... She like took a swing and mm-hmm. got a good hit and stuff. And Nikki was like, "Who do you think that she, you know, do you think how was that?" And I was like, "Actually, that one, she's she's pretty good. She looked pretty good to me." 
And Nikki said that in an interview, somebody said that that actress was a natural at hitting. And so, like, she looked good, but some of them swing the bat, and you're like, this is... Well, I think think when you become an actor, you're either a failed athlete or you've been a theater kid your whole life. Right. So you can either throw or you can act. But that being... On that note, uh, we're going to wrap up here on the first uh, thing here. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and find out what happened to that robot after it took heroin. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math 
the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Burning questions for Bob. Oh, that's like, it makes me sad a little bit. That's for Bob Saget. I think that was done before Bob passed away when he was on the show. It was for when he was a guest on the show. Yeah, I guess they're for Bob, not from Bob, which would make sense. Uh, so we've decided to do our own questions, uh, not for Bob, but uh, with Bob in mind. Bob can't be here or anywhere. Uh, okay, so we're just going to get to him. We, we gave Nikki some questions before the show for her to answer, knowing that she can only speak like a robot. Well, to answer your question, Chris's question about my height from last segment. I grew so slowly during high school. I did not start hearing that I was tall until I was in adulthood, so I never overnight got tall or got boobs. I remember the first time a guy said I had a hot body and I will never forget it. It was my junior year and it was at my parents' pool at night and I heard him tell someone the next day that I had a hot bod. God, you must have loved that. Junior year in high school? Oh, man. Uh, man, just hearing in that dude's First, voice. First, I want to say that the way I am writing for this voice is not the way I usually would write. I am not going to use contractions because this voice doesn't know how to use them. Did you hear that? Yeah. So instead of doesn't, I'm going to say does not. I am going to often repeat subjects too because the word I and he and you are sometimes missed out on. I might also start sentences with more of a worthless lead up because it is hard for this voice not to interrupt because there is a delay from when I press play and it actually starts playing so often times it will interrupt someone. Gotcha. Mm. Roger fine. that. All right. So first question. Uh, you haven't been able to speak for almost three weeks. Do you think after this experience you will be afraid to speak as much or want to? So to answer your question... I want to continue to value what I spend my voice on from now on. I was talking to a comic Josh Adam Myers who had the same surgery and he said that his voice has gone back to being shitty again because he just went back to doing what he was doing before. This experience of not talking for three weeks has made me realize that you do not need to talk as much as you talk. Not just me but really anyone. There are so many worthless things I have wanted to say but did not say just because they were going to take too long to communicate or by the time I typed them the subject would seem moot. 
and it made me realize that I did not look back with regret that I did not say those things. You do lament some jokes that you didn't get to tell. Like on the radio show, there was things that you knew would have killed if you could have done it in the moment. My favorite part was when you and my brother had the exact same joke and you beat him oh. to it typing and he could, he could use the full force of his voice and he's really funny. Yeah, yeah. But, but like Nikki chimed in, Jack Johnson, like a split second before he did and, and everybody was like... That was one of my proudest comedic moments. <laughs> yeah, like, even typing, she beat another comic at, uh, I, at a joke. I love this voice. Also, oh. Yes. To add to all of this, Josh Adam Myers told me about the lead singer of Evanescence. I oh. think her name is Amy. Yep. He said that when she is working, she does not talk all day. Anya said the same thing about the guy she just toured with Eric Hutchinson. Both he and that Evanescence girl do not talk all day if they have a performance. They do not socialize unless it is absolutely necessary. So I am going to do the same thing. I am not going to socialize just to be nice or take calls or Zoom meetings just out of being polite. Good. I need to treat my voice like an athlete treats their body. I doubt that Tom Brady is using his body to help his friends move just to be a swell guy. <laughs> I can't risk injury to be polite anymore. I would love for you to treat your body like Tom Brady treats his body. You know. Oh, hey, uh. <laughs> I was like, help you move? No, yeah. it's... Uh, it, That's a good point about helping somebody move. It's it's a great out. I mean, it's like, yeah. this is like you. I have kids to get back to. Yeah. I can't help you. Yeah, same, I mean, this is fantastic. I wish I, I had a... I spent $45,000 on this with no insurance covering it, so I am not going to do anything I do not want to do anymore. Wow. Self-care. Why does insurance cover something like that? Deep throat well, surgery? Nothing? Kind of. No collective bitch. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. Damn, came at me hard too. Uh, <laughs> you really elected to take some liberties there. Do you want to move on to the next question? It, no, no, not yet. Not yet, Noah. Okay, I'm just eager. That was that was Andrew. I miss being able to say funny things in the moment and have them land. The delay can definitely be funny, but I miss out on way more punchlines than I get from having this British man robot voice. These three weeks have made me realize how quick and funny I really am because I have been stuck inside my head and watching jokes pass me by. Wow. I feel like I am Lucy Arnaz in that one episode of I Love Lucy where she and Ethel are working on an assembly line and I just have to let really hilarious quips go because they will not work anymore and the perfect moment passed. <laughs> she's stuffing them in her mouth and i if, remember that yeah if people haven't seen that i love lucy scene it's kind of the iconic i love lucy moment and it's something worth looking up but it's basically you'd say like i love lucy chocolate factory or something where she's like running out of time and, yeah. she, and it's getting faster and faster and she's trying to number keep 35 up. best show of all time baby <laughs> <laughs> I love this voice that you're doing because it's like uh, I feel like I'm at like a planetarium where you, or like uh, you know uh, I went to the aqua aquarium <laughs> recently <laughs> any M you know and it's like the f you know it's telling you the story of the lobster or whatever you that's respect the me more because it is a man yeah I think so <laughs> I think so I want to learn more from you like if you taught I'm me British. he's more attracted yeah. to you as well. <laughs> I am watching this show all about so Wrexham. Have you seen that? The with the, Wrexham, yeah, with Ryan Reynolds. Damn near killed him. Hey man, look, 
<laughs> Thank you, Noah. <laughs> I'm sorry to everybody else but to listen to that. I love no, the what dad is jokes. That? Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rob McElhaney bought a soccer team. Oh, yeah. It's decent. I don't know. It actually makes me not like them more. Is it, I, the a, more is I find out about celebrities. Is it a docu-series? Yeah, it's like a docu-series. Okay. Here's something that I feel very, very strongly about. Like Haley Bieber was on the was was on some podcast talking about their, oh yeah this was a news story today or last night or something yes kind of getting into a little bit of their like personal lives and like you know her and Bieber yeah like, Justin if yeah. they what do they do intimate moments and things like that yeah all of these all of these people that are like pop stars singers they all need to go they get, need to get to a certain level and then become Rihanna Beyonce Taylor and and be ve- like do not give people. Too Why, much. What did she say? Beyonce, twenty disappear. years ago, disappear. Because Beyonce, right now, we think of her as this like ethereal, otherworldly. Like we, she might as well be like this, like God from another planet mm-hmm. right now. Because we don't know anything about her. You know, we only know what she gives us in those documentaries about her. She's like, I work so hard. You know, and, and so we don't know much about her. And even Rihanna, she went kind of dark on social media, but she used to be a menace out there, like talking trash and being hilarious. They shut all that stuff out to be like these kind of ethereal yeah. human like, beings who we can almost like godlike. And the more we get, like I don't, I we should know about Be- too much about Bieber. Like Bieber should be playing. So what did you learn though best. about Justin Bieber? Like what did she give up? Just I, too I much. need to say something. I will never be able to do that. My whole celebrity is based on oversharing. Your talent has to be something other than talking about your personal life. Yeah, well, I'm talking about musicians. I'm talking about like but Rihanna, Beyonce that, types. Cause if, do you think it was Rihanna and Beyonce who made that choice or was it their team that told them, hey, this is probably good for your professional? Sure, it was a mixture of both. Probably but, a bunch of that. But Rihanna, Rihanna or Beyonce was on a episode of... What's the Ashton, Ashton Kutcher show that was like his first... 70 show? Punked, yeah, that show. Oh, punk. And she did. She didn't come off looking great. You know, some people come off and they look great, and she just looked, you know, c- confused and just not, mm-hmm. not who we know Beyonce to be right now. And I think at that moment, I have no idea. They shut. Somebody was like, "We're shutting this down," and and she's becoming something else, like something that people can't mm-hmm. like wrap their heads around. And now she's. I mean, she's the biggest thing on the planet. She yeah. can do anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing we know about Beyonce that's like personal that necessarily wouldn't be out there is that jay-z cheated on her and mm-hmm. that was through a song highly curated highly curated yeah. all these things are Rihanna very curated. Has some of the funniest clapbacks on tweets in the yes. past and then she shut it down ah. did you see the ciara tweet? i will be sure to read some of them when i can use my voice again can, can i paraphrase the ciara it's not tweet? worth getting into now oh man i might this was years this. ago with ciara this was probably like 12 years ago or something or maybe like 10 years ago um, but Ciara said, oh, Nikki's pulling up, so I don't have to, uh, trust me, Rihanna, you don't want to see me on or off the stage. And Rihanna clapped back. <laughs> Good luck with booking that stage you speak of. Oh, Ooh. yeah, no, <laughs> no likes it. Rihanna. I mean, look, but then there's Rihanna. the other thing though, like Cardi B leans into that. And it makes her a multi-multi-millionaire because she goes, I'm going to put it all out. so raw. You're not even going to believe but, how raw it is. But Cardi B is at, is not at that point in, in her career right now. Like, she could shut it down. She, like, Shh. Lady Gaga, yeah. you know, shut certain things down. Like, you have to get to a certain level and then coast. Yeah. 
And, but, but Bieber's at that level. So the fact that that um, that Haley's out there, she like, shared sharing that they had a threesome. Lesson. Okay, Noah? so first of all, it was like such an innocent um, sharing of information. She said that the two of them are not interested in threesomes. That right. you know, they they it's just not something for their relationship. She said that her favorite position is doggy, but she likes oh, to switch deeper, it up yeah. here and there. And then she addressed uh, the whole Selena Gomez accusation, or not that Selena Gomez accused her. I don't know the story exactly, but the rumors were that Haley cheated, what was the mistress of Justin Bieber while he was with Selena Gomez, and she denied it. We need to move on. Hmm. I can't contribute to this at the speed and volume that I want, and I feel insane. Okay, Mr. Belding. Uh, what okay, do you? Next question. Okay, I get the next question. What do you miss, Andrew? Mo- what oh. new hobbies have you gotten into with the time off from the road and the pod over the past three weeks? <sighs> new hobbies? Uh, I don't know. I live such a boring life that all I'm doing is these freaking F forty five classes. I'm absolutely obsessed. If I think I'm addicted, I think I've done fourteen days in a row. Uh, I feel like it's a positive addiction still. Uh, I can't wait to get my affliction shirt once I get jacked enough to. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't really have that many friends here. So it's like a sense of community. <laughs> like, I go there just to be around people so I'm not alone. Uh, I, it sounds sad. It's like my best friends are just like Colty yes, Jim. <laughs> and so, like, I don't know. I mean, it's just a way for me to, like, communicate with people and just feel like I'm part of something. And, I mean, that's really what I've been doing. That and just picking up mango shit. I never realized how big cat shit is until you own a cat and it takes up my apartment's not big enough for how big his shit he takes Don't trucker you have shit. a litter box yeah does it make the whole place smell like litter box i'm pr- we're pretty good about cleaning it yeah. i think your nose be- i think you become yeah, like they nose blind does it not use the litter box he does he does i want to teach him to freaking use the shitter like that cat in uh what was that? Uh, meet the parents. Meet the parents. Ah, oh, that would be fantastic. Someone told me they had a cat with disposable thumbs that can open jars. Disposable? Um, <laughs> opposable. Uh, what is it? Opposable. No, he got rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, he had the option to. You know, these <laughs> words, can we stop with all of these different ones? I'm just, can yeah, can one word words. mean 40 different things? What? You know, like a Chinese symbol can mean like... Yeah. Disposable we, should be opposable. All the bulls. Andrew, what would you do if you had to type what you say? <sighs> I, we, oh. should, we should hand this over to Andrew for a little bit and <laughs> see what happens. You ever do spell check and the word doesn't no. it doesn't come up? Yeah. Ugh, that is That's horrible. That is, that is horrible. Adult. Yeah. Yes, I had that today. <laughs> what word? <laughs> Incestry. <laughs> Diarrhea always gets me. I know it's like people say it a lot, but I just, I never, Wednesday. When we get to it, I will tell you. Oh. I can't spell jewelry. No matter how hard I try, I always spell jewelry wrong. Mm, That is a tough one. What is it? J-E-W-E-L-R-Y. You feel like there should be more at the end there. Maybe that's what the problem is. Or less. Yeah. <laughs> we should have yeah, a spelling because we pronounce bee. it. Ju- so many people pronounce it jewelry, but it's jewelry. <laughs> oh, it is ju- jewelry? Ju- so jewelry. I don't I haven't picked up any hobbies. I've been playing golf less. Uh, well, this I had a question for you. One one day while we were out, I I noticed that on Instagram you had posted something about 
jujitsu places in St. Yeah, Louis. I, I was wondering what that's friends. all about. <laughs> I just wanted more friends. Yeah, there's a bunch of good gyms. <laughs> there are, yeah. there are, and you know, I'm I'm worried I'll get hurt. Like that's my biggest worry is that I'll do one of these jujitsu. Some guy will put me in an arm bar. I'll I'll be too meat heady instead of just tapping. I'll try to like do, and next thing I know, I he ripped my arm off, and I'm like, well, I still got my ego. I'm just worried about yeah. you learn you learn who you're rolling with and then you you like learn where their limits are and if they're meatheads and then the guys that are like too intense you just don't roll with them anymore. Have you done jujitsu before? Yeah, yeah. Is it at in- Gracie in uh, in New York on thirty second Street? Does oh, F forty five cool. ever injure you? Uh, one time it did. I hurt my calf and then so now I don't do any exercises that will possibly hurt me. That's my new thing is mm-hmm. I stay within this parameter of my old body mm-hmm. and I will keep getting better as long as I don't hurt myself. You pull a Tom Brady. Yeah, if I pull it, if I help you move your fucking heavy bed and I pull my back instead of lifting exactly like the way I want to lift. I don't know. I mean, Noah, you do jiu-jitsu all the time. You went to a, a tournament recently. Now, it is did. jiu-jitsu getting too big for you where it's not punk rock anymore? I feel like you like you like a band like Suicide Brains or like uh, <laughs> Texas Toast. I don't know. What, whatever the bands you, you took, like. You took two great bands. You took Bad Brains and Suicidal Tendencies, <laughs> and you combined them. Very good. <laughs> well, but is jiu-jitsu, if it got too big, would you not like it anymore? Like it, Because it is growing like crazy. It is growing. Tom Hardy just got a lot of attention put on it because he won a bunch of tournaments. But I don't think it's a bad thing. I think jujitsu is such a positive thing. And I think if more people have it in their life, we would have such a better place. People would be in yeah. such good moods and stuff. It's yeah, not aggro like like what you time, painted. One time years ago, one time years ago, one time years oh, ago. The remix. <laughs> P. I like Diddy it. over here. It is the remix. No, I agree with you. But if, if everybody knew jujitsu... You would people would walk around with a little bit more humility because yes. everybody would know like, hey, we all speak the same sort of language, and it isn't like an like an aggressive thing. It's kind of like a bit of like a, it's like chess and it's like art as much as as it is like well, it's a martial art, you know. But it's there's there's yeah. an artistic side of it, and it isn't fully violent, you know. There's like yeah, it's like half violent. My older brother's addicted. Like yeah, it's awesome. He'll like roll for like four hours, like crazy. It's I don't know. I feel like it's one of those sports that if you get into it, you're so into it, you stop picking up your kids from school. Yeah, it's a great sport. No, are you a purple <laughs> belt? This is now like 18 subjects ago, but one time years ago, Chris injured his shoulder or back helping move this dumb Craigslist shelf, and I have always felt bad about that. <laughs> yeah, and I had to stop. I had to stop like training and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Oh. You gotta stay within. I think that's why stay within Giselle your parameters. And, and man. Tom Brady are having tr- troubles. She, she wanted him to move some big dresser shelf that Nikki doesn't even have anymore. Wow, <laughs> dude! How funny would it be though if you're in a tournament and it's like whatever, and then you look over and it's Tom Hardy, or like you're about to wrestle Tom Cruise? Like, do you think it'd be it'd be harder? Be so cool to beat the shit out of like an, an actor who isn't even real to you. I mean, I'm trying to think the equivalent of like everyone is female in jujitsu. If you train, and Chris, I'm sure that you also got this ethos. Like, it's a body. You just get to train with different types of bodies, and every single Mm -hmm. body is worth something because it's different. And you learn how to deal with all the different versions of bodies. Absolutely, that's all it is. And when you're in there, like you're not. I don't think those. I don't think anybody who's doing jujitsu is in there thinking about 
oh, this is Tom Hardy while they're doing it. Because once you start doing it, you're, you're competitive. Like, what you do takes over. And, like, yeah. the the feeling of, of like, you know, if his arm moves this way, then I've got to go do this. So all of that stuff sort of dissipates. But Tom Hardy and, and Tom Cruise are intense guys. Did you see that Tom Hardy movie with... Uh, the Wrestler? No, it was, I think it was, like, The Bronson? Fighter. Bronson. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's gone. Oh, The Warrior. Oh, no, no. The Warrior. Yeah. Yeah, it was from I, The Wrestler guy, I think. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, I did. It was incredible. Nikki, did you see that movie? No. Jiu-Jitsu no. sounds spiritual. I would say that it is. It, it, it really is. I think Nikki is. would love it. I, 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 I think so, I, too. I, you should come do it sometime. I would do it. Yeah. I'm down. <laughs> Her <laughs> hair. Just oh, put it can, in a... Uh, you could, it's a no, it, you can it's, tie it up. It could be managed. I can help you with that. It's it's definitely worth I'd it, so at least down. even just to try. And only like ten percent of the moves are hair pulls. There's no hair pulls. Okay, can I oh, can I ask my nogi? question? I have, yeah. I have a burning question for Nikki. All right, I want to. I think I'll I'll combine these two. Are you allowed to have Starbucks? And um, does it hurt to swallow? Good questions. Is that just for Sorry Starbucks or anything? Well, I can do Starbucks, but I have to do decaf now, so it was an adjustment. Wow. You're there off is still caffeine. some caffeine in decaf, but so much less. I got terrible headaches at first, and I think I still suffer the withdrawal effects of lethargy and depression. I am glad to be off caffeine, though. Not totally, but mostly. Do you think you'll go right back to caffeinated coffee the, the moment? No. Oh, okay. No. Wow. And does it hurt to swallow? No, the only pain I ever felt was in the five or so days after. The pain was from the instruments that were used to keep my mouth open resting against my tongue and throat during the procedure. So they bruised me. It felt like I had strep throat for those first days, but I just took Tylenol and it was fine. Vocal cords themselves do not have nerves, so there is no pain where the cutting and lasing took place. This to see what he he showed us the surgery the next day, and he's in there with the tiniest like knife, like cutting things. Yeah, and he's just cutting. He's just like cutting a crucial part of Nikki's body, like like kind of the most crucial part of her career. And okay, <laughs> Glaze. Uh, I thought you were gonna point lower, but the uh, <laughs> yeah, it's literally like playing. Remember that game Operation. Where if you touch the metal sides, yes, I fucking sucked at that game. Now imagine doing that, that. This this where doctor you get sued every single time. Yeah. You will get sued out your ass for malpractice. The, the yeah, you the, might win, but I don't know. Chris, were you nervous? Like now that the surgery has passed, was were you kind of nervous about it? No, I was never. I was never nervous. I was just sort of worried about Nikki and like the emotional effects that I thought were going to like take hold but i think these last three weeks i mean i don't think they've been easy and i don't think i think there's been like you know emotional times for nikki for sure where things have been hard but i i think you've handled it much better than i thought um because i just thought this was going to be so difficult to not be able to communicate and to struggle to communicate and when people don't you know like how frustrated are you Noah or andrew when people don't understand you even when you're just like talking like normal when somebody doesn't understand you it's like you're like, is something yeah. wrong with me? Is something wrong with them? Like, to not be able to communicate is really difficult. And she's, I think she's done a great job. But no, I wasn't nervous because this doctor, you know, he's the best in the world. You know, he's, 
and you're just like, okay, cool. He's gonna get he's gonna get this thing done. So I was never, I was never really nervous about it. it even when I went in that first day, for like the just like he put the instrument down her throat. And we saw what was happening, where he was going. It was gross, but I wasn't nervous. Did okay. uh, does he have different actors and stuff on the wall? Did you get oh. jealous? <laughs> Please. No, different things to it. do in the back of the throat. Speaking of that, um, I have a question for Nikki. When having sex, what noises or gestures do you do to let Chris know it's going swell? And has that oh. changed? And do you pick up on these gestures, Chris? Second part of the question. I want to say that his office looks like a planet Hollywood. Really? Oh, he the, does do it? Chris's he does office? Put, no, isn't that against kidding. HIPAA, though? <laughs> Wouldn't that be against HIPAA? Yeah, I mean, I think it's different when it comes to celebrities, but they're they're everywhere. Do you feel like you're at Bjork, the comedy cellar watching John there Mayer? Was, uh, just it, and then no, I asked, because they give him the headshots. There was just a story about Fifty Cent. I don't know if you guys saw it. He's suing um, uh, a plastic surgeon because she was using a fan photo she took with him on advertisements for penis enlargements, and he doesn't want to be uh, associated see? with that. <laughs> so that. That, that would that careful. would yeah that would be HIPAA that would be problem. Well, you know, Erlacher I think has the same sort of thing. There's there's ads all over Chicago about hair replacement, and Brian Erlacher I guess has like a full head of hair now. Yeah, and they're implying that they are the ones that gave him his hair back, but I don't know that they are. I think he's involved in it. I you think I think saw something is? where he's making money off of it. Oh, okay, I'm pretty sure. I thought I saw either I saw something or somebody was like, oh yeah, Erlacher is furious about these. Glaze wants to talk. And as far as your sex question goes, Andrew, thumbs up goes a long way. <laughs> Although I am not going to say where I put those thumbs up. Oh. <laughs> sex has been as good as ever, although I can't involve my throat anymore, either vocally or physically. But I think the most rewarding part of silent sex is that now my voice gets to match what I do physically in bed. Nothing. <laughs> I actually do miss being able to just be sweet things to him in general. Not just in bed. I came up with a sign language thing that I made up, which means I love you. Hmm. Ironically, he hates it. Here's what it is. No, no, I'm not doing what it. What is it? I will Please, not be a part of it? this. Oh, she's. So it's doing... a, it's a weird thing. Yeah. It's uh, some kind of jerk, uh, jerking off motion with the thumb, which I, I think... jerk off his thumb. Yeah. It felt very <laughs> lovely. It felt well because I started with this thing. Like, is everything good? Bad? Is yeah. everything okay? Then she don't, I don't, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I don't know why you would. <laughs> Seems so loving. I yeah. I mean, not. Get, I didn't know about this caffeine thing. I mean, I we all know Nikki very well. I I mean, I know this isn't a question that we had prepared, but I didn't. To find that out blows my mind. Like almost more than not talking to giving up caffeine. I would feel like you'd be going through withdrawals like crazy. Like with you would you'd have what four or five the a day? Were seriously so brutal, dude. I she mean, it's a drug. No one drinks more coffee than Nikki. I really th like pretty much out there. And the fact that you had to quit that cold turkey—did you know that going in? No, right? She, Holy she shit! He said something on the Friday or the Thursday before the surgery. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm surprised Migraines you went through and lethargy and just so much depression. Yeah, uh, I mean, you rely on coffee. I mean. Starbucks is going to take a hit. I'd start. Caffeine is a brutal drug. Yeah. Um, seeing Dave Matthews not being able to sing aloud, do you think most concerts no one should be allowed to speak or sing? Should everyone lip sync 
so you could actually hear the guy that you paid a hundred dollars to see <laughs> death to all sing-alongs i love singing at concerts when the band encourages you to do so like for a couple lines per song every three songs or whatever the first concert i went to where i could not sing anything was wilco and i felt a bit muted in just having to lip sync and then dave matthews i felt a little less so by the time Taylor Swift rolled around, I know that I can lip sync without making any noise, and it is just as satisfying as singing. So yes, I think people need to try it. If you are someone who sings at concerts during parts that everyone is not singing together, or at parts where the artist is not throwing the mic toward you, then you have a personality disorder that should be examined by a doctor. Yes, dude, I am so agree in agreement with that. Like, there's nothing worse than when you want to hear. Yeah, I want to hear Elton John. I want to hear. Let me say that one more time. Yeah, go in there one more time. If you are someone who sings at concerts during parts that everyone is not singing together, or at parts where the artist is not throwing the mic toward you, then you have a personality disorder that should be examined by a doctor. I love that. I mean, how many times have you been at a concert and some drunk person is next to you and they're just slobbering out tiny dancer and you're like, dude, I, I want I want to hear the words, you know, and all I'm hearing. They should be executed on sight. Yeah. How? Shot? No, you probably don't want to do a shooting in front of all the people. That'd be a silent injection. What, how do you feel about that, Chris? Do you think that... Hey, I'm here. I, I get it. The community, everyone's yes. singing together. Yep. There's something beautiful about the artist just giving it up to the audience. Yeah. Being like, you take away this chorus, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think, they, I think there are moments that are very clear where everybody should be able to sing and, you know, moments that people should not be singing. <laughs> I think that those... Most music fans understand those moments. But yeah, you're right. There's always some drunk person that's doing something that you're like, come on. Every time I go to a concert, I don't know if you guys have this, there is somebody who becomes like the greatest enemy of my life, especially in standing <laughs> concerts where yes, you're like, dude. I'm standing here and there's always somebody yes. who's like rubbing up against you a little too much or like doing something that is, it is an absolutely annoying and inappropriate. But the singing thing, like, you know, if it was tiny dancer and it's his last song of the night, you know, it's anybody should, should be able to just sing at will sing the whole song. But then there's those deep cuts where it's like, okay, we don't need every single word out of you. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then choruses come along. If you're like, if, if if they do like three songs with their friends and the choruses are really important to them, have at it. This is coming from someone I've sang many choruses yeah. and it's been the highlight of my life of singing it with buddies, you know. But I've but seen I people get... try to prove that they know the songs oh. and that's inexcusable. Dude, I was at a, a, a fish concert and the guy next to me had a broken leg, a broken foot, right? And if I got near his foot, he talked shit to me. And then if I went to my left, I was in the hall of the stair. I was in the stairwell. And then the guy doing security was telling me, stay the fuck away from the stairs. So I was stuck between a broken foot and the stairs, and I was losing my mind. And all I'm trying to do is enjoy bouncing yeah. around the room. And I'm not bouncing around the room because I have to stand <laughs> like this, dude. But the guy was so – it's funny when you go to these concerts where you think everyone's going to be chill, and especially a fish show, yeah. you know, like everyone should be on Mushrooms. No, they were stuck between a broken foot and stairs. Sounds like a fish lyric. <laughs> it is very clear when everyone should be singing. Andrew, you should never sing, even if everyone else is singing. <laughs> First of all, I've been working on singing. Give me any song; I could, I'll give it my all, my all. 
I'll give we it We have every- to go to break. We have to go to break, baby. I fucking love you, too. Take it away, Noah. Thanks. Andrew. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people people in an unscripted, unvarnished way is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math and Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Burning questions for Bob. Sounds like he's not in heaven. Wait, so what is this? What is this segment, Andrew? <laughs> it's called Burning Questions. I don't questions know. It sounds like Bob Saget. Yeah, it's, Burning no, Questions no. for Bob. So we we did a segment when Bob Saget joined us on the show very early on. Each one of us got to ask him a question, mm-hmm. a burning question that we had for him. And now mm-hmm. we honor him by just calling any kind of question segment burning questions for Bob. No, I like that. But I also wanted Andrew to struggle through explaining it himself. It just makes it sound <laughs> like that Bob Saget's talking to us from hell now. And it just isn't really, it's not, I don't know, it looks, he'd probably have fun down there. Yes, it does. And he would love it. Yes, he would. Yeah. Well, speaking of struggling, I have a burning question for Nikki. Go ahead there, Noah. Okay, so I was very curious if Arlo and Poppy, your nephew and your niece, if they understand why you can't make sounds, and then um, if you have come up with like a way to communicate with them. They don't know exactly why, but they love it and like me so much more because they are just interested in it. (laughs) It is funny to them. Also, they started talking to me so much more. Arlo keeps saying I love you to me now, over and over. It is so cute and everything I ever wanted. The worst part of being silent is not being able to talk to my dogs because they do not understand. Right. You cannot explain it to them. They are so used to high-pitched voices and questions. You do not realize how much you talk to them throughout the day until you cannot anymore. I have asked my parents to keep them through this time because it is just too weird and they are just so confused and hurt by my silence. Talking high-pitched is like a treat for a dog. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. The opposite of a treat for a boyfriend. (laughs) 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 Arlo, I like that you play hard to get with it. Like, he's like, I love you. Like, I love you. Like, the more silent you are. Is it annoying not speaking? Like, is, like, what's defining you now? Like, if someone was born with one arm, they'd constantly have to answer questions about it. What's the most annoying questions you have? and like, it's got to be annoying that this def- this is all you are now is a person that doesn't speak. The most annoying thing is that people cover their mouths sometimes like speaking to me already before they knew I could not speak back was offensive. I feel bad every time. They seem to think that not only can I not speak, but that they should not speak too just out of solidarity. I do not blame them, though, because it is really bizarre for a woman to approach your cash register. And when you ask her if she found everything all right, she shows you her phone and you have to read some shit really quickly. Yeah. Oh. It would be amazing to have a Karen moment when you can't say a word. It, it, there is something <laughs> confusing about somebody not being able to talk and you get it conflated with something with hearing as well. Because I still, like, you know, I've, I mentioned it last time, like, I just, sometimes I'll just 
increase the volume when I'm talking to Nikki. Just there's something that is initially confusing about it. And you know, this how often are people confronted with this? It's you know, never. It's just not a normal handicap no. or one that we are familiar with. Right. Not at all. What about you guys? I mean, how is it Noah, what's your experience with Nikki been like? Has it been a struggle? Has it been fine? <laughs> Well, I keep wanting to uh, say, hey, if you want to just like get on the phone real quick and then I have to stop myself. <laughs> have you accidentally that. called her before? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I like consciously I'm like, oh, I, I can't call her. I'm also used to getting voice notes from Nikki, which I don't get and I kind of miss. I miss voice notes so much. Yeah. yeah. And dictating texts. Courtney kept thinking you were mad at her. So Courtney from the radio show that I do, she was just like, I keep thinking Nikki's mad at me. She's like, just why won't you talk to me? Yeah, voice notes, it allow like so many things obviously get lost in text. You don't know how a person's talking, how what's their vibe mm-hmm. like over there. Usually I read it in the worst way possible. Even if they're like if they just write okay, I hear okay, like okay. Yeah. Like I hear yes. everything as like a bully would say it to me. So when you hear it in a voice note, it just proves like, oh, I was right. She is actually <laughs> <Yeah>. Haiti. <laughs> I miss Things her Haiti me on my voice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you're wondering what it is, yeah, it's way worse. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's um, you Have you written more? Have you been more productive? I have become a much better writer in all of my girl group chats. I can't be as funny without talking, sir. I've had to get much more creative with writing. Oh, that's good. Are you writing more other things or just text no. better? <laughs> Was that your full answer for that one? Are you kidding me? Are some relationships like some relationships suffering more than others? Like obviously we're hanging out more because you're always in town. But I imagine some people who you are more used to talking to or like stopping by or something like that. You've just sort of <laughs> or you don't want to talk, or you realize I don't need to talk to this person. <laughs> Which is so sad. Yes, that's true. But most of my relationships are via text, so they aren't affected. Yeah, that's good. Well, speaking of relationships, Chris, I was wondering, now that Nikki is off of tour, and you guys have your weekends together and kind of like this normal relationship flow, what have been some of your favorite dates to go on? Well, my favorite thing that we've been doing consistently is... There's this amazing park in St. Louis called Forest Park, and it, it's like you know, there's part of it that seems it's like a little bit up on a hill. Do you know you know what I'm talking about here? Is this your favorite Art too? Hill? Yeah, no, it's not Art Hill, but it's uh. just like it's they're like soccer fields, and they're they're kind of like maybe the highest point in the park. And you know, I've said this for yeah, you know, I went to school in Colorado. I've lived on both coasts, and you know, I love I love a good sunset. And I've always said a Midwestern sunset is very underrated. There's just beautiful colors and you don't need a mountain. You don't need an ocean. You don't need like cool buildings in New York, even though all of that stuff is amazing. A Midwestern sunset is amazing. So Nikki and I pretty regularly have gone to Forest Park, play Frisbee. Nikki will bring the dogs. We'll play Frisbee. You'll like Tim Allen for St. Louis. <laughs> Do you ever... <laughs> feel the cool breeze of a michigan sunrise tim if you guys haven't heard tim allen's michigan pure michigan commercials they're the most soothing things that i know about in the world today it is they're like serene and beautiful mm-hmm. i want to i want to move to the tim allen pure commit pure they michigan make me want commercial. to fuck michigan <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i want my whole life to be 
I want to know kind of after the show, but I want to know where this place is because it sounds. I've never. I don't think I've seen one sunset here, even from our building. I don't know. I I, I would think. Do not tell him. <laughs> no, because I'll look <laughs> over. He and Brenna are up there. There's a couple that that dances like yeah. Uh, like in we this, are alone every single time in this pavilion nearby, and so that's well, kind of we nice. won't be right now. Ne- no. uh, a general area. No, it's um, come on, give us your spot. No, it's actually in another park. It's Lohmeyer Sculpture Park. Oh, okay, go there. so oh, we'll go to we Forest go. then. But Nikki, do you agree? Like those those are some of the most. I think those are some of our most fun things. But we also go to the same. We've been talking. We had a whole list of things that we're going to do while Nikki was in town. <laughs> And uh, one of them was like, oh, we should go to all these different restaurants. And literally, we go to the same one <laughs> four or five nights a week. It's just, it's, we can't help it. I it's, love that. It's called Revel Kitchen. It's like oh. in a parking garage, basically. And it's, we go oh. all the time. And it's good stuff. It's really, it's, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's good. It's fantastic. But we also, we, we went and did Next yoga. Next to a Best Buy. Next to you, it's, it's behind. It's like in a best. It's in like the alley behind Best <laughs> right Buy. Right next to My Lee Restaurant, which is great foe, yeah. actually. It's yeah, it's, I hear really good things. Yeah, it's very solid. Foe, we, yeah. we it's went, like where Adnan <laughs> killed Heyman Lee. Oh, okay. <laughs> a men's warehouse is right there too. I almost brought a Cereal. shirt. Okay, <laughs> we're having fun. Uh, so you haven't been more productive. Serial podcast shout out. Yep. Oh, Adnan, he got out. I mean, I, I did. Did you feel like he was? Uh, did you listen to Serial, Chris? No, I wasn't involved in any of that. Noah, did you listen to it at all? I did when it came out. Did you obsessed. think he was, after hearing Serial, did you, were you like, he's got to get out. He's definitely innocent. I don't think I felt that, but that, but I stopped I following the story. I thought he, they kind of painted him as guilty. Guilty-ish. I don't think they painted Guilty-ish. enough of a story. He's very guilty, if you ask me, but I do not know the new developments. Right. However, even if he was guilty... I think 23 years is enough to serve. <laughs> yeah, as a 17-year-old boy that killed someone, I don't think you should get life in prison. For like an inconclusive 17. murder. For like a potential murder. He was 18. No, 17. You can't even go to war. You can kill a woman, huh? What? She says he, he was 18. He was 18. He was 18. I mean, look, <laughs> I don't want to get he all add on, but... He was 18. 17. He was 18. 17. I, no, what, it, what came out is someone was threatening uh, the girl's life who is now in jail for assault and like rape and battery. Like this horrible person. I don't know if he killed anyone, but like, and the def- the prosecutors never made this like aware, the defense aware of this. So it was hidden. So that's why I think I get can't wait out. for the next installment of the podcast. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. Are you in the? You're not in the. Did you watch the Dahmer thing? What do you feel about no, that? No, I haven't seen the Dahmer thing. Nikki had a point a little while ago about um, like nude pictures. Like there was a what was it? Like when all these nude pictures of a bunch of star. Like you know, I think like maybe a list celebs came out. Maybe Jennifer Lawrence was on it and. People made a good point. Jennifer Lawrence or some some of the celebs made a good point. Was just like, yeah, you shouldn't look at those. And Nikki had a joke where you're like, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to look at them. And so there is a thing right now with the Jeffrey Dahmer thing that's like, you know, we're we're still celebrating these people that have like murdered. <laughs> They're still alive. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. And f- the families are still yeah. around. And every time, yeah, like, exactly. you know, if, Je- if they make a Jeffrey Dahmer film every twenty years, and then a documentary, and then a podcast, like all these family families are gonna have to relive this stuff and it just stinks and so i don't know i i'm not 
like crazy about that stuff anyway. Like some people are obsessed. They have to see every murder podcast. They have to do. I just, I'm just going to pass on this one. It would be funny if like, like halfway through they took some liberties on the direction of the story and they're like, they like make them like, like they have redeeming like character at the end. Well, they made them hot. Like he's hot. Right. Like oh, oh what is I don't know yeah 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 no he's a he's like a sexy Joe Para do you do you know who that he's a comedian where a lot of people are comparing him to Joe Para and they think that he stole Joe Para's voice and Joe Para's this guy his jokes are all like I'll talk you to sleep I'll, like you would never think he was a serial killer or you would think he was a serial killer and now this guy is like the bad version of him and it got to the point where Joe Para had to answer questions or at least he did it for publicity. <laughs> Do but, you guys know about the Iceman? He's a he was a serial killer. They call no, him what did he Man. do? I don't. He I think he murdered a bunch of people. I, I don't really know what he did, but he just murdered a bunch of people. And my roommate, like fifteen years ago, um, Sex King, uh, he also a murder. No, well, not that we know of. Uh, but he used to. This guy used to run a tri- <laughs> trivia. Well, anyway, he would listen to this guy. He did overnight shifts at a kennel where he worked, and he would come home and he would listen to the Iceman's voice. He was a serial killer, but he did like documentaries, and he would listen to the Iceman's documentaries as he fell asleep because this guy had such a soothing voice. Oh my god! I don't know. It was the Sex King? I watched the John Wayne Gacy docu series, and it's great. And I thought that it made me realize the victims were actual people. Before the doc, I didn't even know about these poor young boys, but no, I know. Yeah, no, that's a good point because it can make you watching a fictional thing. You you care for the character more than a real death at times. Like, oh my god, they killed off fucking Timmy. Oh no, like people really get sadder than like an actual Timmy. No, Timmy's really dead. It's like no, but I really liked him in the show. Like, you know what I mean? Like, or like you find out the real actor died and you don't even care as much as that character he played. <laughs> right. Well, did you did you see the Dahmer thing? I saw one. I've seen one episode, and I, it just didn't. It just doesn't make me feel good. I watch those shows, and I get in like a bad headspace. Like it doesn't. It doesn't. I can't like be like, okay, let's watch that and let's go play like Jenga. Like it like takes me down. It like really depresses. Me. I originally thought John Gacy killed like ten people, and now I know it was like thirty poor gay boys that had been lost and never searched for because they were gay and their families were ashamed. And they were like, oh. all, they were all like in the basement, I think, at his house. Well, that's kind of what Dahmer did. He killed people that no one, that he didn't think anyone would care. It's gone. And it's actually like a pretty good move if you are a murderer. Awful. Final thought: You don't want to kill, uh, you know, someone that, that that is like, oh my god, the homecoming queen. Like everyone would be like, let's get a team together. It's an Andrew Collin pro tip for all you murderers <laughs> yeah, out there. Yeah, find someone that no one gives a shit about. I mean, it's so sad, man. But yeah, they made Dahmer. He's kind of like sexy in it in a weird way. They make it sexualized. That's not good. That was John Wayne's mistake. Who did he, he kill? He finally killed someone who people cared about. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, you know, you know, it is weird that you always find out the murderer is like the boyfriend or the husband. You know what I mean? Like, it's always usually that simple. It's like, well, who's the first to do it? Who has a motive? That's why you got to, if you're going to kill, you got to kill you know, random um, Avi told me that when he was a kid, he lived in in Maryland and his family went away for the summer. His neighbors were murdered by the um the the painter. What? Yeah. 
So what was the, the reason? Was there a motive other than did they not pay him? Did they complain about the, I, how I the paint dried? They're just a murderous. Uh, a murderous painter. Just a murderous painter. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I mean, it could be tied to him so easily. This is why I lock my bedroom door at night. <laughs> lock. This is why she locks her bedroom. Oh, uh, so no one sees your paint job that you did in there <laughs> of all pink. <laughs> Julie did a great job. Chris, when you sleep in there, do you... It's not enough to just lock your front door. <laughs> so you yeah. think a murderer breaks down a hard front door and goes, oh, I'm good on the second door. I think it gives you just a little bit of time because if you <sighs> hear the front door breaking... Yeah. And then, then you've got time to do at least, at least one it thing. buys you time. You know how quick I could break that door if you locked it? Seconds. Yeah, but even even if they could get out her phone I'm just saying. And, and call me and I could hear what's happening, mm-hmm. that would do something. For you, you'd be ecstatic. You <laughs> crazy man. You sex king. I couldn't scream. Oh, you couldn't? Oh, my God. You would have to. What a dilemma. Yeah. <laughs> Holy I would shit. have to. Your yeah, career you would, or? Yeah, you, <laughs> your life. <laughs> How funny would it be if like the murderer shows up? He's like, you have a knife. He has a knife, and you're like, I, I am scared. I just can't. I. Can't. He's like, no. I'm going. Like, yeah, that's like the if whole he thing. gets like frustrated the- that you're not <laughs> screaming, <laughs> what the hell? I broke yeah, into the what, wrong that's apartment. That's what it is for him is to to terrify somebody. I mean, I think a lot of it is power and seeing the fear in the person. And Nikki's just like, you. I am scared. I feel bad right now. <laughs> I don't want to call my friends. <laughs> yeah, what's that? I have been having suicidal ideations during my depression during this time, and I didn't even get to fantasize about it because I just spent 50 grand on my new throat and could not waste that. Oh, <laughs> Speaking of Nikki's depression, the people that have texted the show or like <sighs> Instagram Nikki nice things during this, I just want to say thank you because... Yeah, there's been some dark times for old Glaze, and it's nice to have a few lovely messages from besties and supportive things. And people said nice things about the first weird podcast back with the robot voice, and I feel like that's really nice of all of you guys to help lift old Glaze dog's spirits. Yeah, people have been really like patient and cool about taking the time off. I mean, obviously, we have a pretty good excuse, but still, it's like it's not easy to have a show that you hear four times a week. And you rely on it while you're driving three hours in traffic, and it makes you a little bit happy with your life. So we will be back, or we are back in a weird way. And thank you for being patient, for sure. And sorry that you have to hear more of me talking and so much less of Nikki. Oh, same, same. You're like, <laughs> I people actually. People in Europe were really cool about me rescheduling my dates there in May. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's exciting. They yeah, that's were in October. Huge. Now they're going to be in May. And I think there's like six or seven shows in maybe Sweden. I think there's one in there's Israel. All, all, I think there. Yeah, yeah I think Nikki there's one in slash tour for all of the updated tour schedule because Nikki's getting a no, bunch of new you, dates on the calendar. Wouldn't you just prefer me to, to sort of half guess them? Or, yeah, it's kind of fun. She's going to send them straight to the website where they can find it easily. <laughs> I'm sure her booking like, agent maybe would love Oslo. <laughs> so thank you to everyone that understood about the date changes. I had to cancel some in America too. Yeah. Yep. But those, a bunch of those are getting rescheduled, right? Yep. Yeah, good. NikkiGlazer.com slash tour. 
well, or I could just start guessing them. I think maybe Albuquerque about, was one w- of them. Would you like to guess Andrew's tour dates? Because he's got a couple of those coming up too. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's going to be in Stockholm, in St. Louis, oh, October fifth, six, well, October six. But if you show up on October fifth, you get in get early, you get a pretzel, good seats. Yeah. <laughs> October six, St. Louis Helium, come out. Your brother Tim, yeah, Tim Convy is uh, featuring. Ooh. He's a fantastic comedian, and he's just like a better looking, taller version of me. So. I'll get through that in the first five minutes, I hope. <laughs> You'll cover all of that? <laughs> I'll try. That's good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Or AndrewCollinComedy.com, Austin, Indianapolis, some other places. Just like Howard Dean. Yeah, okay. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, and hopefully, Nikki will have the same British voice. Or not. <laughs> hopefully not. Are you meeting the doctor? You're seeing the doctor? Yeah. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. So we'll find out more. Stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening. And Jack uh, Jack what? Jack Don't be Post. And Jack Post Malone. Jack Post. <laughs> Love Jack Post. <laughs> Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.